honestly make a from my clay to mold me man did i solicit thee from the darkness to promote me milton paradise lost which brings us to our episode of thunderdome metal reviews today paradise lost 15th studio album medusa released on september 1st of 2018 on nuclear blast records or 2017 actually excuse me the band is Stephen Edmondson on bass, Gregor McIntosh on lead guitars and keyboards, Aaron Eddy on rhythm guitars, Nick Holmes on vocals, and Walter Lee Vernon on drums. How are you today, Tracy? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. How are you? Cannot complain, man. Listening to metal and talking to you. Doesn't get much better than that. Well, always a good day. Yeah. One day we're going to take this show on the road and kick it in high gear. On the road, Jack. Pay the bills with this. That'd be amazing. That would be pretty awesome. Be happy with it buying me a cup of coffee, but we ain't there yet. Anyway, Paradise <laughs> Lost Medusa, what do you think? Uh, what do I think? Um, For me, the first time I heard this album, mm, I think I was the one that I put this one on the list for our choices. The first time I heard this was uh, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Godless and Chuck. I think he's a radio DJ out of austin and they um released their best albums of the year and this was on there and i heard it january 2018 and in a weird way that podcast is the one that led me on to the path of kaleka metal because i missed a lot of good albums and i realized it and it's like i don't want to miss any good albums when they come out anymore i don't want to wait for end of year so i started doing what I, I do now and it's been driven insane ever since trying to keep up for this album for me the first two times i heard it i was not a big fan of it like it seemed kind of out of place it took a little bit to get into uh very similar to me in the sense of typo negative in stylistically i didn't make the connection at the time i have listened to a disco around since we did typo negative about a month ago that this album stylistically connected typo negative and it took me a little bit to really kind of find the groove with this to really for it to set in settle and kind of get in groove with it i will say i don't think it's it wasn't my favorite album coming out of 2017 but i rather enjoyed it after a couple of spins right and you didn't start doing cloaca metal till last year so you don't have a best of 2017 list well true but since i've gone to gone back and listen 2017s i'm like all right this is where i'd put these at Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's that's essentially the question I was asking. Would this have been on your top 25 list for that year? Top 25? Mm, probably, but it'd be maybe high teens, low 20s. I don't think it'd be in the single digits. Okay. But uh, it's still a very solid album, regardless any way you look at it. Yeah. Um, I think that, the, I mean, these guys have been a band since 1988. Uh, the only lineup change, I think, is the drummer. As you may have guessed by the, the guy's name, he was not one of the original British guys who was in the band. I think he joined in 2016. Um, so that's amazing, you know. Consistency? Yeah, yeah. For a band to have kept the the members in there. The typo negative thing is a very interesting comment because when we got to the third track of on the album, which is from the gallows i'm like holy shit this sounds exactly like typo negative yeah like for me listening to it this go around they're typo negative without any of the tongue in cheek yeah 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 so i don't know that 
type of negative had the same amount of tongue in cheek and some of their later stuff. It's been a while since I've listened to it and I don't really remember it being as present as it was in the original edition of Bloody Kisses or their two previous albums to that. And I am not familiar enough with Paradise Lost discography to really comment as to whether they ever did, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah, no agree. And Paradise Lost is this name that's came up several times uh, for me. And just like, so like these guys have been around for a while, only one lineup change. And they've been doing this style since I think 1988. I don't think they've changed their style very much, similar to like to Slayer in the sense of you know what you're getting from these guys. I think they do, they've been in the well grooved path of doom metal and they've been doing that since 1988 yeah and to be honest that that 1988 album was probably the only other album of theirs that i've heard and i've heard that was so long ago that i really don't remember it um so it was good to get back and listen to these guys Mm -hmm. because i you know and i think i like this doom gothic death hybrid more than you just from the way you you know judging from your um grading of typo negative and this was a professional album by a very good band who lives and breathes this stuff at least musically in in their career now their personal lives i can't say but i can't imagine that um you know i don't know that these guys are walking around wearing all black with blood letters on their fingers and you know hiding from the sun or anything pretending that they're vampires like some dudes in this um, genre do but it wouldn't surprise me if they all didn't have a copy of milton on their you know, bookshelves and hence the name Paradise Lost. So. Yeah, I'm sure a few of them have a turn the pages for that book. Just a <laughs> yeah. few. And like listening to this album, I feel like if we were to do a spectacular set again for next mm-hmm. year, like I feel like Paradise Lost just off this album, it'd be a good just kind of let's spin a circle and see which album we could pull from theirs to do for this. Because I feel like they set what we sought to achieve with that month yes. very well. And that's very much in the vein of their style and their playing. Yeah, man, I, I agree. Um, so is there anything about this album that you didn't like? The doom and goth tones are kind of like the softer, mel- I don't want to say softer melodies, but the softer aspects of it in which it does kind of seem like, I don't want to say they were stuck in low gear, but they were, they never like kicked into full speed, thrash or stuff. Like when I first heard it, it took forever for me to get into that. And while typo negative did have, 100% mostly 90% clean singing, maybe even close to 100%. Like these guys, the growling of it kind of threw me off a little bit. But as I've listened to it and like I did notice the clean singing aspects came up, like I do think they do have a better side of like um not exactly doing like the full death metal growl, but it's kind of more of a softer touch clean singing compared to this growling kind of like a softer growl, more of like a cat purr as opposed to <laughs> a beast growling, I guess. <laughs> right yeah um shoot me if they heard that connection maybe i mean i don't know they're british so they might not have guns um <laughs> they could stab me then that's true and, and maybe they do maybe they're not british anymore maybe they moved to america who the fuck knows anyway um yeah no i do think that the elements of death in this are kind of in the um growl death type vocals although they're they are not extreme death metal type vocals um i kind of agree with you in that this never kicks into another gear however you could say the same thing about thrash that thrash is kind of one speed and it's as fast as we can fucking go this is just kind of the opposite it's not exactly sludge or stoner metal where they're pontificating on a riff for 30 minutes 
Yeah. But it also, this moves along at a very certain speed, and it maintains that almost throughout the entire album. Agreed, and that's kind of how Typo Negative came across to me, is like, they have this set speed, and this is, I don't want to say, it's not the old grandpa and the slow and the fast lane going, but it's very much, this is the speed limit, and you have the person who's like, I will go up to five over, but not anything over that. <laughs> right, if it was a six-lane highway, it's the middle lane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just enough that they can veer one way or the other to get to meet their needs, but they're not about to storm over to you. They slow down. They move over for emergency vehicles. Yeah. But, I mean, with that said, I did think also that the tracks didn't all sound the same either. They might have been all of the same, like, speed, but they none of the – it didn't feel like when you went from one song to the next that it was just a continuation of the same song, which I've noticed, especially on bands that, you know, either are more proggy because there's just such a wall of sound that sometimes it's hard to differentiate what is one song and what is another because you can have three different stylistic changes in the same song. So you didn't have that here. You also didn't have – this was not all three-minute songs. I mean, there's an, they have an over-eight-minute opener. They follow that up with a one that's almost six, and they drop down to a little bit over three and then four. So, I mean, they vary up the length of the songs here. So they do offer variety in yeah, a so multitude of ways. It's just it's not in the tempo and speed of the, the music. Agreed. And that's one of the aspects I think that's strong about this album is that you get a style – but everything else amongst it is different, and they incorporate different sounds and intros. In fact, I think it's Medusa that has this like this nice soft piano opening into it with like a bass line underneath yeah. that really kind of draws you in to enjoy. And like you have these different stylistics that kind of add different flavors to each of these tracks. But it is very much you know what you're getting with this album, what you're getting from this band. You you know what to expect, and you're not going to see any surprises. Exactly. I mean. Once again, back to this is a professional, competent band that does this for a living. I didn't think that there were a whole lot of standout parts, but I didn't think there was anything that really dropped below good either. So this is just one of those albums, kind of like um, if I take it to thrash, like I would talk about Testament or Exodus or somebody like that, that, that second tier down from like the really big thrash acts, you know, the big four. If you look at that second level where you have stuff that is really good, but it just mm-hmm. doesn't reach, you know, Slayer, Megadeth, or Metallica. That's kind of how I feel about Paradise Lost as a band in this album. Yeah, I'll agree. And I yeah, I don't think you'll ever see these guys headloading any major concert tours or any major festivals. But they're definitely a solid act on the second stage or second name on the card. Like, you're going to see these guys lead up to the name stage band. Like, I don't think you'll ever see these purely being a headliner. I think they could headline clubs. I don't think they could headline arenas in the States anyway. Maybe it's different in Europe. Yeah, like, I could probably see them guys being one of the top three builds at, like, Daniel Fest on a day. Like, one of the top three build name bands. I could see that, especially. But, I mean, also, it seems like Europe has a bit more of a, I don't want to say groundswell, but I guess since it is geographically closer, they more people were able to attend festivals as opposed to here in the States. You have a festival in Iowa and Wisconsin. Then next week, the next festival is in Texas. You're right. fucking not making a travel without dropping bucks. Yeah, exactly. Um, they did tour for this album and I just went to their website and looked it up just to kind of see, and they were on a lot of festivals. Now exactly where they were at on the bill on those um, it's hard to say, but they they did hit a lot of the, like under the Doom Festival in Portugal and Madrid is in the dark, or yeah. excuse me, Madrid is the dark in Spain and stuff like that. So 
I, I definitely see them, you know, hitting that. And that's one thing I would love to go over to Europe sometime and catch one of those big festival shows. Shit, let's just uh, spend the summer, get rich and spend the summer just tear in Europe and following shows around. Like, yeah, man, go to Bakken Open Air. That'd if anybody wants to sponsor us and pay for that, we <laughs> will gladly accept. You can reach me at Ben Dangerously on Twitter or him at Kualika Metal on Twitter. And we will put out plenty of content for that. Yes, we will. <laughs> well, we've been actually trying to do band interviews and shit that we don't normally do. Yeah. <laughs> but those, but back to Medusa's, uh, or Paradise Lost Medusa. These guys are maestros in their craft. They've been doing it a long time. And you see this kind of like a cattle ma- candle mass with their yeah. stoner doom and stuff. It's like That's a great comparison. You you know what you're getting from these guys. Totally. 100%. Like, you may, there may be some, you may have a personal ranking. Like, if you're a major fan, like somebody new, like me coming in here and these guys for the first time, if I went back and listened to each of their albums one time, I probably couldn't tell you much difference between them. But, like, major fans of these guys could probably be able to point out, like, this is great about this album. This is great about this album kind of deal. And, like, how this band has changed and morphized over time. Because I do feel like you do see some more elements in Medusa than what you'd probably see in the 80s or when they first came out. From what I understand, and take this with a grain of salt, because like I said, I, I've, I've heard Paradise Lost before, but I couldn't tell you which album because it's been so long, is that this album, there was a definite downshift in the tempo of the band. Um, as to why, I do not know. Maybe it's just they decided to, to amp up the goth elements of it and slow it down as opposed to the doom or death elements that they might have had on a previous album. So we might want to like, you know, at some point in the near future, go back and listen to the album before this one and just see if there is that much of a stylistic difference. But I I, I think that they are, again, a, a solid professional band and something that if you are a fan of, I can understand why you're a fan of them. Yes. And, and you know, I will probably look them up and listen to some more stuff just out of my own curiosity. Uh, I will say that just looking at some of their album work, I do think they have some of the best album artwork I think I've seen for bands. Yeah, I bet they'd be cool to hang out with and, and have a, a pint or two. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know. They also probably smoke a bowl with you. Probably. Probably. But um, was there anything you disliked about this album? or? Um, no. I mean, it's if there is to say something that I disliked about it, it's that none of the stuff I thought was, once again, nothing was bad, but nothing was so good that it really grabbed me and was like, fuck, yeah, you need to listen to this. Now, there are certainly tracks that I liked better than others, but mm-hmm. again, the, the difference in track quality, everything was so good that even though you could tell that everything was different, nothing really stood out to grab my attention. Okay. What about you? Pro, I'm following along the same lines with you in the sense that, for me, some of these songs, like, stylistically, there's not a significant variance between each song individually truly kind of demarcate like changes in the track. And so listening through it, I didn't really have much. I didn't dislike about it, but as also like, there wasn't enough like differences in each of the track for making anything really stand out and pop. Yeah. And I think that might be a downside of it is like the album's so similar. It's not different. Uh, that's then, probably a fair credit critique i mean i would say that the songs are constructed different that so that they are different i just don't think that there was there was not a uh, i'm going to use a thrash example here again but there was not a seasons in the abyss on this album you know something that just really stands out and grabs grabbed me um 
with that said, um, there were a lot of songs I liked because I thought yeah. I thought every song was good. There was no song that I was just like, this just sucks. Um, and the ones that I liked, I liked From the Gallows really well, Medusa, No Passage for the Dead, Blood and Chaos, Until the Grave. So, I mean, that's effectively half the album right there that I just listed that I thought were very good songs. Yes. Yeah. You know, they were all very good and not one of them, in my opinion, was great. Yeah, and I'll agree for me, like my first couple times listening through this album, and while like overall the track, the album I enjoy, it is definitely one of those, the sum of the parts is greater than the whole situations, because looking through prior to this listen on my little pod, on my little um, playlist I have of all my favorite tracks on there, the one that really that showed up on that playlist that stuck out to me was Medusa itself was the album titled track. And that's the one that really stuck out to me prior to this listen. And I'll agree with you from the gallows and um, blood and chaos really did a good job with this and Medusa. And so like, I feel like this album is definitely one that does better as a whole instead of individually. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, you know, and, and it's been a while since I think I've said this, I, I can't remember, but this is actually something that instead of listening to tracks, I would probably just put the whole album on and, and let it ride. Yes, agreed. And I think it's about four episodes ago when you said that. <laughs> I think you said well, it during the Halloween, the Halloween albums. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe I did. I think it's because I just recently added it, and that's what popped into my head about it. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I guess we've talked about everything we need to talk about on this. Um, unless you have something else you think we need to, to speak to. No, nothing really to add that we haven't already brought up this. about with them. And so, yeah. I mean, these are an older brand who gents who know their craft and know what they're doing and stick with it. And they don't, you don't go into this expecting something different, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. I mean, you might if you've never heard the band before. So that would be interesting since you mm-hmm. hadn't, what to, if you can remember what you were expecting when you first gave it a listen. It's honestly like I see it and I'm like, okay. And then I kind of remember it and I know the style it is. And I'm like, eh. and I'm kind of like filled with dread. But then I hear it and I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember why I like this album now. Like it's always like, cause it is kind of more of the doomy sound. And so it's not exactly the most upbeat. So you're kind of like, oh, do I really want to sound? Hear something that's a little bit down. And then you hear it and you're like, okay, now I remember why I like it. Yeah. This so is something new- that if I was at a party, I would put on and it would be perfectly serviceable. It's the songs are good enough that if you're into this, you would really get into it. If you're not super into this genre metal, the songs are also good enough that you're not going to be sitting there hating it the entire time. And I think you would get some people who, you know, are metal fans that maybe don't listen to, the, to this genre or mm-hmm. Paradise Lost specifically, who would ask you what it was and think it was good. I could see you and your girlfriend having a Halloween party to this album. Yeah, probably so. Like this is up your guy's alley. <laughs> you know, I don't I know if she listens to Paradise Lost or not. I don't have to ask. But, uh, like, I can see you guys doing this, but me and mine? No. <laughs> they would yeah. hate it. So. Yeah. All right. So what grade are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a B. A solid B. There's not much to hate about it on it, but it doesn't really have anything outside to make it, like, really just pizzazz and pop, and pop out, you know? And yep. I did jazz heads when I said pizzazz. <laughs> pizzazz. It was implied. <laughs> <laughs> I completely so, agree with that. I, I would give this a B as well. I mean – Solid album, very good. If you are a fan of this band, if this is your jam, you would probably rate it higher than that. But even though I do like this style, I don't have a whole lot of familiarity with this band, but still, I think this is a very good album. Mm -hmm. And this album is enough to make me want to go and like, I'm going to probably 
put Paradise Lost, a couple more albums of them on a playlist and kind of just kind of work my way into them and see what I think about it to kind of give me a better idea. Like it, it's enough to make me want to dig deeper into Paradise Lost, but it, and it's not going to turn me away. Yeah, man, exactly. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Um, you got anything else you what are we doing next question mark i don't even remember what we're doing next is we are it was your choice and we're continuing our um, expedition through the 1986 releases in the thrash uh, scene the class of so, 86 yes yes so we will be doing peace sells but who's buying by megadeth sweet looking forward to that that's yes. gonna be fun so that i think that was two of your proposed four you want to do on that so yeah, I want to do the big four, um, at least do those. Although um, this is kind of kismet with the Halloween albums that just recently went up this week, as a matter of fact. Um, the Our guest on that episode, Buck, has his own website where he writes long-form album reviews, and me and him have been in talks to do a Class of 86 long-form thrash album reviews. So, okay. So Definitely a little bit of kismet here. co-promotion. Uh, put it in the shot will. when you get there yeah, when you get definitely. them up so all right man uh that sounds awesome um i look forward to getting into a little bit of megadeth and talking about some late 80s thrash until then i wish you all a gloomy gothy winter that is filled with warm wine and warmer cold, kisses dark and cold dark hearts to match the outside weather And thank you for listening to Thunderdome Metal Reviews. Until next time.